so many things I had lined up that I wanted to talk to you about. Uh, talk to you about. I can't remember a single one. It was a long day. We made Should it here <laughs> somehow. We're doing the late man, dude, man podcast, but we're we're giving it to you the only way we know how. Oh yeah, that's man, right. I worked so hard today, dude. I had a landscaping beer just now. You that's, know that uh, landscaping beer, that first one. You like. You look down and you're like, where did it go? You don't even breathe, actually. <laughs> it just, it is so good. I don't know how they make it that good. That first ice cold beer right after a long day, you know? I couldn't agree more. It's, um, it goes down smoother than water somehow, even oh. with all the bubbles. And then you let out the most satisfying belch of your life. Dude, I have my gallon of water. I was drinking it the whole ride home. Could not quench my thirst. <laughs> I put that empty beer bottle down. I felt like a new man, dude. I could run a marathon. Quench. <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Working hard out on the job site, man. Yeah, that's the way to do it. It's hard to come across uh, people who want to work these days, I got to say. Ugh. So you're. Uh, you're, uh, you're then even the people the- that do, man, it's fucking. I gotta tell you what happened to me today, man. Oh man, it, give us the lowdown. Yeah, the dirty. It, you know, I come from a family, first generation, born here. You know, my my parents didn't didn't grow up speaking English, so I, mm-hmm. I I always try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I don't I don't try to make fun of the the language barrier, right? Oh yeah. But dude, this Polak. <laughs> every time we work together, he like. I'll just I'll just say like something that's like today the comment that set him off was uh we have eight guys if everybody does six valves we'll knock out 50 valves in no time right all right yeah I can I could see that math absolutely you got eight I could do six in two hours so eight guys spell knock us out nope <laughs> yeah man nope I don't know what he heard. But he goes off on me, and it took me forever. But because I did, I, dude, he literally just like, just go. He just gets really pissed and starts saying, "Do you want me to touch you?" I was like, trying not to laugh because it was like clearly he wasn't trying to be funny, you know? Right? Yeah, and you're not sure <laughs> if he's trying to be sexual either, right? No, no, he was like, his face was saying, I'm, I'm going to fight you. I'm going to punch you. Okay. But his words were saying, do you want me to touch you? And then I was like, no, man, why, why would I want you to touch me? I don't want anybody to touch me. And he goes, oh, oh so you just want to touch me? And I'm like, dude, <laughs> I don't wow. think plumbers should be touching each other. <laughs> I mean, you could have interjected quickly and said, me touching you. Touching me, <laughs> loving you, loving me. I believe in a thing called love, yeah. my friend. <laughs> bring it back around to some love, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was one of those moments where you don't know what to do because you're laughing. I mean, I'm dying on the inside. Like, we're in a parking lot of a school, and this guy's yelling at me like, do you want me to touch you? Like, dude, that's not the, not the time or place to be talking, you know? Right, yeah, and I, I like this. I like the touching. The word touching is very. Uh, I mean, was he, was he kind of saying like, "I'm gonna bop you in the face, big guy"? You want to go fisticuffs? Yeah, I think he meant to say punch. Right, yeah. We gotta bring back fisticuffs. 
fisticuffs. I like this. But I think I think we should all just do that, man. How how hard would it be to fight somebody? Like nobody's gonna punch you in the face if you're just like, you want me to touch you, bro? Do you do you want me to touch you or do you want to touch me? Right. You could. <laughs> well, I was thinking that probably immediately diffused the situation on all levels. Oh, there was no way I was escalating at that point. I was laughing. Yes. Like you know what I mean? Like it definitely de-escalated the moment. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't even know I was about to get into it. That's the worst part about this guy is every time we work together, there's a point where we're about to fight, and I didn't even know we were getting to that point. You know what I wow. mean? Like, I don't even know how yeah. we got to that point. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> he just misunderstands something I say. I got a problem with, like, mumbling. Yeah, and, you know, I mean, for people to be so quick on the draw and to have so much intense energy in a work environment i mean this guy's unhinged man very unpleasant to work with very unpleasant <laughs> <Yeah>. to work <laughs> with <laughs> i was thinking today on my ride home how you know traffic right everybody's got the shitty traffic going on no doubt about it but here in denver it's particularly bad but at work kind of going through a phase here where um you know more responsibility was thrusted upon the company, and so as a result, uh, the usual 10% of people are carrying the extra weight. You know what I'm saying? And time has gone on, and those carrying the extra weight remain silent and work hard and steadily. And then those who are not carrying the extra weight I've now come around to the mentality of, you know, I'm not getting paid enough money here, man. Right? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? It's so <laughs> incredible. And I was, like, cruising home in traffic, and I'm thinking, like, ah, you know, traffic is retarded because there's only about 10% of the cars out there actually hustling, trying to get somewhere. Everybody else is on their phone and not paying attention to what's going on. And when you look at your workplace, you know, there's about 10 people, 10% of people there hustling and trying to get things done, and everybody else is just kind of riding the coattails. Like, this is uh, our, our whole society is run on, like, 10% of people. Dude, you have no idea. You, I mean, I was just working with a guy who's telling me how, like, he's like, man, you know, I was supposed to ask them if I could take a long weekend this weekend. But, you know, for two weeks, I was just, he, he was working so hard in so many hours, he forgot to ask for a day off. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not even making it up. Not even exaggerating. This guy forgot, he was too tired to ask for a day off. It's beautiful. You know? Yes. <laughs> and in the meantime, the other guy goes on vacation and just decides to extend it a week while he's there. Oh, yeah. He's having a good time, man. How can you, how could you kill these vibes, baby? Yeah. <laughs> Right, and, and, and I'll let you take a big guess at who does more work, you know. <laughs> yeah. But it's a it's amazing how like the guys who actually deserve more money don't even have the time to sit there and complain about making more money. Yeah, or, or take time off or anything. No, we're, you know the people are hustling and getting stuff done, and then usually have other things going on in their lives around work. So uh, you know they're occupied. You know the, yeah. the, the rest of the people were lazy. Sitting on their ass thinking about how they need to get more money. Like, oh, I should but who's be... the fool, man? The fool is the guy that's working. Because those guys are making it, you know? The those lazy? Fired. The lazy in our society? Yeah. 
I mean, fuck, you just show up nowadays, you're, people will take you because you're better than the guy that didn't show up. Yeah, you got to show up. I think that's the key now. Um, I, we're in a fresh year, right? We're, we've entered the second month here. We're in everybody's favorite month. Please don't forget, folks, black history, right? right? Um, but I, I like kind of when we enter the beginning of the year, I like kind of keeping a mental note of all the sick days people are taking off around me. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, dude, this is the best time of year because just the one guy, he was talking about how he called in sick last week. And I was like, dude, you seem like you're calling in sick a lot. <laughs> yeah. No, dude, this is only my second time this year. It's February. That's what I'm saying. No, that's, I'm, it's the I'm, second month. This is where you want to keep a little note. Like, I don't do this all year round, but like the first three months through March, I, I like to key in on who's calling out two or three times because they had the bad burrito the night before. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. how many times are you going to this burrito joint, man? You know, you'd think the first time with the food poisoning, you'd call it quits, right? No, no, no. no. Here we are in March. You're on your third day off because of the bad burrito. <laughs> Every, once a month? <laughs> once a month? Well, I knew this day would come, but here we are, American society. We are now declaring that laziness, well, Mike, it's genetic, man. It's instinctual. It's in our bones. Our, our gut is telling us we got to take it easy, man important health news that might make you feel just a little less guilty about slacking off sometimes well you just don't feel like exercising even though you know it's good for your mind and your body well according to a recent article in time magazine it could be that your brain doesn't want you to work out nbc medical contributor dr tara narula joins us so this dude you're gonna love this man sometimes i shoot myself an email of a clip like the day before the show, and I'm like, what I, the hell was I thinking? And then I get into it, and I'm like, oh, baby, this, this is the money oh, right good. here. Yes. Oh, <clears throat> I got so much on this. You're going to love this. Goes back, perhaps, to our hunting and gathering days? Yeah, well, leave it to the evolutionary biologist to make us feel just a little bit better yeah. about sitting on the couch and watching Netflix instead of going for a run or taking the escalator. Oh, it's evolutionary <laughs> that we sit on the couch and watch Netflix. Good. Both phenomenons that have, what, less than 100 years? You know, our cavemen ancestors, they'd be hanging out on the hammock in the yard, chilling, watching their stone tablets. I don't know what they had back then. <laughs> I'm just picturing Flintstones right now. Their stone pad? <laughs> stone pad. I stone. And, uh, you know, they're just scrolling through it. You know, they're like, well, you know, I'm feeling a little lazy today, but I do need to go hunting tomorrow. So I'm going to take it easy. I guess I could go hunting tomorrow. I've already caught up on my watch list. (laughs) (laughs) What? what, Instinctual? Yeah, dude, this is genetic, man. Come on. Uh, We got science, man. Stairs. But what they are saying is that, yes, our ancestors, they had to move. They had to be active. Dude, this is the craziest part about this. Is there used to be guys that said this exact thing, and then we all laughed because it was racist. Yeah. Remember, yeah, they would, like, measure the skulls <laughs> of black men, and they'd go, oh, this is the, uh, what's his name? Leo DiCaprio played the guy in the movie where he's like, this is the part that gives them the laziness, you know? <laughs> That's true. Like, we're literally going back in time with this whole thing. What? 
Well, it makes the most sense. You that's a good call. Are you talking about the Quentin Tarantino flick? Yeah, when DiCaprio's the slave owner? Uh, not in Glorious Bastards, the Django Unchained. Yeah. Django, that's yeah. Right. Yeah, and uh that's a great call. So We've slipped through segregation of the 50s uh, and 20, you know, through that era, right? And um, I, I feel like, do we have separate bathrooms yet? <laughs> oh, it's coming. Uh, it's coming. Which would be funny if we went the separate bathroom route for the race stuff, considering the hoopla for 15 years over having the conjoined bathrooms or letting anyone into the same bathroom. I got to tell you, as a man who works at every school in this city, you're going to want to go to that white bathroom. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a little cleaner. Smells a little better. Uh, can we make that kind of joke in February? Or, I can, yeah. I might I, I, I'll, I'll give the blacks a little up here. I will give them something, 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 something. Whenever you're in the black school, you go to take a shit in the staff bathroom. The toilet seat's always warm. Oh wow! Because they're always like somebody, they're somebody, always I mean, busy. They take long shits. Yeah. Wow. And they got big asses. I imagine. They so it's take like covering the whole seat, warming it up. You know. They like to hang out and enjoy themselves, right? Really coast on that bathroom break. Make it a break, bro. I'm telling you right now. You go into the black neighborhood, these schools. That's the best public bathroom you ever like. Well. I've seen some nice bathrooms. Yeah, they I mean, have. They're really good at accessorizing them. So, like, you go in mm. there and you'll have like magazines. You'll have shit that you want. You know, still magazines. Oh, they rock the magazines. Yeah, people, the ebony people. Oh, the ebony, huh? Do they have? Yeah, there's another. There's another. I forgot what it's called. It's like the Urban Dweller or something like that. I remember. We need you to do some. Dude, man, reconnaissance and uh, flip through the Ebony magazine next time you have an opportunity, <laughs> and give us the lowdown on the on the menthol cigarette advertisements. I, I must know. Oh, maybe it is just called Urban Magazine. Oh, did they? Is it no longer oh, Ebony? Yeah, ur- ur- urban, Urban. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? You would think they would embrace Ebony now more than ever. Well, no, Frank, because that's a little too racist. What about our Latinos? Oh, right. You could do... Like, what is a Puerto Rican, you know? What? <laughs> Good call. Uh, you could do uh, Ebony and uh, Ebon X, right? You just throw the <laughs> X in there, and I think that the Latinos are satisfied. <laughs> Is that how it works with them? Ebony and Hazel? I don't know. What are it's, we doing here? We've gone through, think of all the different terms we've had to accept and use in order to not be considered racist for, uh, you know, the the black American, African American culture, right? Uh, all the things we've had to go through. And then uh, for for the Hispanics and the Mexicans and everybody, we were just like, let's go with Latinx. Yeah, that's all they really got, huh? They got, you know, we just t- put it all into one word and uh, threw an X at the end. Yeah, they didn't even get any protests or nothing, really. Nothing. We did nothing for the Mexicans, man, and they were like... Mm. You know what I blame this on? Mexicans always working in the fields and stuff. Good respiratory system. So when the cops put their knees on their backs, they don't die. Ah, you know? man, I don't know. 
Mexicans got to look out. They are going to be the the Italians pretty soon. And I, I you know, personally, I was telling Emma, I think Mexican food's my favorite food. Oh, yeah. Like I could oh. eat it every day. They nailed it Adam, with the cuisine, man. Adam Carolla made a bold statement. If he could only have two foods his entire life, it would be Italian and Mexican. Yes, I, I agree. I agree. I fully yeah. agree. Is there actually, I don't know if I eat any other food. Yeah, no, I pretty much eat Mexican. But the, th- the, the truth, truth be told, we don't really eat true Mexican food. We eat the white boy Mexican food. Street tacos. With cheese. Oh man, I could even just eat the one on the tortilla with the the steak and the fresh onions and the cilantro and you squeeze the lime and throw on the spicy sauce that, you know, burns your insides for two days, dude. I love those tacos, man. Oh, get out of here, dude. You oh. know, are you American? No, I live in Denver. Come on, man. Have you seen this That's place? It's even whiter than me, man. What no, are you doing? Oh, you haven't been here in years. We're full, fully Venezuelan now. <laughs> Haven't you seen the migrant buses that have been getting dumped off at the Capitol, dude? It's game over, dude. It is kind of similar terrain, I imagine. Maybe they would like Colorado a little better there. I got to say, uh, before we went live, because I had a few, few moments to kill, I was flipping through all my favorite mainstream news channels and got to get a little Anderson and... Uh, whoever that fat weirdo with the glasses is on MSNBC, what's that guy, Chris Hayes, and then, um, <laughs> but I caught a little Hannity, which I never get, uh, a chance to, uh, get down on, and, oh, how's the CIA doing? I gotta say, they are very invested in the migrant situation in Denver, I'm not kidding, he opened the show today with his <laughs> on-the-streets reporter just, like, interviewing people in Denver about the migrant situation. Wow. I got to tell you, I'm not buying it. Like, the more they keep pushing this story, the less I'm actually concerned about the border. Well, I was having a thought the other day about back during the previous election, we were all really bent out of shape over the migrant caravan that was, like, crossing the borders of various southern Hispanic countries. Do you remember the... The migrant oh, caravan, remember. yeah, like we were, and then they were approaching the border, and you know, I'm not saying there isn't a weird situation going on with these migrants, and we're definitely seeing quite the, you know, abundance of them. Uh, no matter how many times they clean up Santa Fe and Alameda, there always seems to be more squeegee boys coming out of somewhere. <laughs> you know, they just like emerge from the cracks. Oh, of the dude, cement. I couldn't even get into the Home Depot parking lot this morning. Holy! All right, shit. so. There's something Bro, going on. And then and then like pulling into the Home Depot, couldn't even get in. They were like crowding the entrance, wouldn't let cars get through. They're all like trying to get attention, right? Go in, I get my shit. All of a sudden they're gone. There's not a soul in the way. I look over, some van charity pulls up and is just handing out free coffee and tamales to these guys. And there's this huge line going down the fucking parking lot. And that is the answer. That's all you need to know is these migrants here, oh, free checks, free credit cards, free food, free housing. They're going to show up. All you have to do is stop giving out anything. Stop giving them shit. That's all it is. That's the answer. And announce it. Jared Polis could announce to the world, Denver is closed. We have no vacancy. 
We're supplying no money and no shelter to illegals. You must provide legal verification that you live in the United States in order to uh, utilize one of our homeless shelters. That's a great call. And if we find you on the streets, we will deport you back to the southern border. It used to be you would be arrested. There's this great scene in Cheech and Chong up in smoke where they're hanging out smoking weed and all of a sudden they start seeing who they believe are cops roaming around in the bushes and Cheech and Chong go to hide from these cops but it ends up just being uh, La Migra, the the you know the migrant uh you know people who would deport folks. And it's a great scene where Cheech and Chong join the group where they get deported because uh, one of the cousins is getting married and they use it as an excuse or a way to get a free ride to Mexico, right, for the oh, wedding. That's genius. Yeah, so the, everybody's dressed up in, like, the suits and the dress and everything, and they're going into the bus, and it's a hilarious scene, and it's how Cheech and Chong end up in Mexico, and then they score the ride back into the States on that van made of marijuana. Not sure if you. Re- I, to be honest, with you, I never really watched Cheech and Chong. You missed out. Up in Smoke is one of the greatest pot movies of all time, all time. It is absolutely yeah. hilarious. I mean, they they get back into America in a van made of weed. It's fantastic, and you know, exploits ensue. Right? Uh, you can only imagine <laughs> yeah. the cops are after them, but they're bumbling, and uh, then the, the you know. The vans. Is, it, is that the one? I did see the one where the guy is like growing weed under that tent that looks like a pool. <laughs> I can't remember which one. Yeah, I just remember the one scene where they rip the tarp and there's a helicopter overhead. And so he goes up on the ladder and pretends like he's swimming. Wow. It's like one of the, fun- like one of the funniest scenes. Man, I uh, maybe that's in the same movie. I, you know, usually we would partake in the cannabis ritual and then watch the Up in Smoke. So, you know, yeah, that's the, I can't remember a lot of it, but I do re- <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Either way, I do remember, though, that we had a thing called deportation. If you were found out to be an illegal, right? We would just send you back to the other country. Uh, so th- <laughs> we m- might see that happen again. Or at the very least, a place like Denver, Colorado, could declare that they're going to do that. And that would maybe, just maybe, you know, convince some of these migrants to, you know, take a detour to another state. Mm. Like a sanctuary. Well, either way. Yeah, that is crazy how we, you know, are they still deporting? They got to be deporting people still. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think so, because everybody got freaked out when Trump said he was going to start deporting everyone. Oh, you know what it is, is they've been trying to deport them. But we have this problem of instinctual laziness amongst the... Uh... Ah, did you take a look at the docket, sir? And do you remember the <laughs> clip we were listening to? Well played. I forgot we didn't uh, finish that clip. We have more, and I, I you're going to like it. It's just a little bit more. Um, but then I, I have a little bit of um, a follow-up to it that I thought you would personally really enjoy. From predators. They had to gather food. They had to grow food. They needed that activity to survive. However, when they weren't active, what did they do? They rested. 
Why? To preserve energy, save calories, because they didn't know when they were going to have access to food again, and they needed to reproduce, to nurse, to have offspring, to pass on the DNA. So that, yes, in fact, now, flash forward to modern day, when we have access to food, DoorDash and Grubhub and drive throughs and we have cars, you know, we have changed. However, our brains may still be hardwired or primed to think about rest as yeah. the first choice. And exercise is a voluntary choice. Mm. It's a hard choice to make. <laughs> that, yeah, was from a very large man mm. who is now happy that he's been vindicated <clears throat> in his laziness. Yes! Did you hear that? Oh, yeah. It was one of the most satisfying yes I've heard in a long time. He He's in line <laughs> right now at Burger King getting the... Uh, <laughs> The triple whopper, make it your way uh, meal. That Texas double. That's right, uh, dude. Dude, that Texas double whopper gets me every time. Yeah, man. <laughs> dude, uh, this is what we, I mean, I don't know how many times we got to harp on this. They get so close to finding, they're like, you're so close to the answer there. Yes. Did you hear them? But now we live in a time where you could just sit at home. You work at home. Grubhub delivers your food. <laughs> you got all the entertainment you want on the TV. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's the problem. Yes, yes. We've made it too easy for lazy fat people. And then on top of everything you've done to make it better and easier for them, you shut everything down for two years. Yeah. And those people have never come back. Well, it's hard to come back. I don't think it's easy to work out. I think it's one of the hardest things to do in our modern society, considering everybody's working overtime and, you know society itself just stresses people out and we have all this shitty food and chemtrails in the air and the poisoned water you know everybody's sick like so yeah it's hard to work out and i i don't think uh it helps us any further that when we do get fat they're like here shoot yourself up with this wagovi you'll melt away <laughs> in about uh two days it's terrible dude you know it's terrible is anybody you listen to who's like uh you know, like Jocko Willick, uh, what's the other guy? The black dude. I'm not too sure. Exercise guy? Yeah, but all these guys, they all talk about how, like, there's that inner bitch in you. You know what I mean? I think I know who you're talking about. You're thinking of David Goggins. David Goggins, that's what I love that guy. dude. He always talks about that inner bitch, and that's what that is. You have an inner bitch in you. Every day that says, why are you even going to work? You have everything you need right here. That's you right. Know? Why you... work out? You don't need to work out. You know what I mean? It's every, and that's that mind over body. Instinctual laziness? No, you have a weak mind. Yes. And you let yourself fall into the trap of today's society. And I can't believe we have the news out there promoting weak-mindedness laziness like come on like the, what oh, that's their audience dude nobody of strong mind is watching msnbc good call man and you dude, did you hear what came out about biden with msnbc <laughs> no i did not actually oh dude it's crazy so i i said this at the beginning of joe biden's term him and trump are the just they're opposite sides of the same coin right it's the same coin. One just says heads, one just says tails. You know? It's the yes. same fucking coin. They used to always talk about Trump's obsession with Fox News, right? That's right. And it used to be the big deal where Trump's aides would call in to Fox News in the morning 
uh, Fox and Friends, just so Donald Trump would hear what they have to say, right? <laughs> yeah. Turns out Joe Biden is obsessed with Joe Scarborough and MSNBC. Wow, that explains everything about their show then. They're nuts on that program, man. Oh, my God. They (laughs) are what Fox News was for Trump. That's what I mean. Joe Biden, and it came out that the aides, they call in during a certain time when they think he's awake and watching MSNBC. But apparently he watches MSNBC every day, just like Donald Trump watched Fox News. It makes sense. That's where Jen Psaki is stationed at. So the White House has their foot in the door there. I mean, that's uh, it's state media. Oh, that's what I mean. Well, but, but so was Fox. Absolutely, and that's why it's now kind of irrelevant and kind of a joke too. Like I said, I was flipping through, and uh, that weirdo Jesse Waters, man, what a what a tough watch. I'm not gonna lie. And that's what I mean about the border. Look, Fox News and MSNBC are both talking about the border. Tucker Carlson's over there uh, interviewing Putin. I know, which is so nuts. Everybody's losing their freaking minds over that. Frank, am I the only one who doesn't, like, it's so obvious that you would go interview Putin, right? You've been blaming him for everything that's wrong in the West for the last three years. Nobody's Nobody's taken his side of the story, right? Dude, I was completely shocked that I didn't realize we haven't interviewed Putin in two years. Since the war's... <laughs> no, no, we've just been blaming him for everything. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Like, wouldn't we interview the guy on the other side? We Think of all the press we've given to Zelensky. Zelensky? Oh, he's come here to... He's... He spoke to Congress. He spoke to the Grammys. He spoke to everybody. I uh, have a clip of Putin from the last time he was interviewed by Western media. You know what kills me about the interview with uh, Tucker and Putin, though? It's Putin agreed to it, which should scare everybody in the mainstream media. (laughs) Well, now, what's your excuse, Joe Biden, to, you know, not have an interview with Tucker? Dude, Joe Biden turned down the interview before the Super Bowl. Did you see an election year? Did you see any of the clips of him this past week? He cannot formulate a complete sentence anymore. Yeah, no, no. They literally admitted. They literally admitted with a lot more words that they canceled the interview before the Super Bowl because people cannot digest him for too long. Ooh, they start to get the bad idea. What, that <clears throat> his daughter... He's got Alzheimer's. Oh, okay. I was thinking of Ashley Biden's diary. All right. <laughs> no, we're not worried about the extortions and the rapes yet. We, uh, we're more worried about the Alzheimer's and the dementia. Definitely has dementia, there's no doubt. Uh, I think they're Dude, all... Do- Donald Trump did an hour-long speech with no teleprompter. Somewhere in there, he mixed up Nancy Pelosi and Nikki Haley. I know. Two... Two women who are both alive that he's going up against on a daily basis, right? <laughs> the left nonstop playing the clip, talking about how he has dementia. We shouldn't even let him run because of the dementia. And then Joe Biden talks about how when he got elected, he was talking to a guy that died 27 years ago. <laughs> That's right. 
And that made a lot of waves. I saw that floating around even in like normal, whatever you would call legacy media sites. So I, I'm, I'm thinking maybe it's becoming too obvious and it's, they're definitely going to have to do this fantastical pivot, right? Where we get uh, Big Mike Obama or Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I don't know. Apparently, uh, Big Mike doesn't want it. That's the word on the street. Big Mike never wants it. Big Mike gives it, all right? That's how Big <laughs> Mike does it, baby. It's Big Mike. <laughs> Just ask Barry Sotero, man. <laughs> With shoulders like that, Big Mike's always the pitcher. You know what I'm saying? Pitcher? That's a linebacker if I've ever seen one, man. Come on. <laughs> hey uh, so Fuck I, the presidency, man. I keep saying it. The Bears need to draft her. Put her wow. on a fucking line. Maybe we'll get something going. Could finally have a good center. Um... <laughs> Dude with some real size, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> We've been needing a dude with hips like that forever. <laughs> thick thighs. And a huge hog. So they're freaking out over this interview, which I believe will be released um, within the next 24 hours. So I'm very excited to watch it. We'll refrain, I believe, probably from putting anything on the show. I know we generally have a no-tuck rule here, but I don't have a tuck for you. I have a Putin, and it's from the last time he was interviewed. It was a quick one. It was floating around all the interwebs out there. I'm sure you may have seen it if you had the time, Uh, but this is maybe why they're a little bit nervous about Tucker freewheeling it with Putin and getting some honest, genuine responses. Can I just ask you a direct question? Did you order Alexei Navalny's assassination? Of course not. We don't have this kind of habit of assassinating anybody. That's one. Number two is, I want to ask you, did you order the assassination of the woman who walked into the Congress and who was shot and killed by a policeman? He's talking about Ashley Babbitt on January on June 6th. Do you know that 450 individuals were arrested after entering the Congress and they didn't go there to steal a laptop? They... He's talking about the Hunter Biden laptop. Uh, I don't know if you guys are. I'm just kind of helping you follow along here. This is from two and a half years ago. Came with political demands. 450 people have been detained. You're talking about the capital. They're looking at jail time between 15 and uh, 25 years. And they came to the Congress with political demands. Isn't that persecution for political opinions? Excuse me? Uh, He said some things he shouldn't. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) Do not accept any dinners with the Clintons. (laughs) Definitely don't go swimming in Barack Obama's pool. Dude, have you seen the video? It's an old one. An oldie but a goodie. It's Putin and Kim Jong-un. And they're meeting, and they cling the two glasses of champagne together and both bring the glasses about six to eight inches to their mouths <laughs> and then stop short and <laughs> yeah. and both just kind of smile and nod. 
neither one drinks it, man. It's fucking awesome. It's just two diabolical geniuses. <laughs> it's a great insight, though, of, like, you really don't want to be those men. Like, they can't even trust that they get, you know, they don't even have, they can't even drink the champagne. Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah. um, and then it makes you really think, like, do these people in power, you know, sure, they are wealthy beyond your imagination and they have incredible control and dominion over their peoples, but at the same time, that's a stressful life. Like, you're kind of on the high end of the stress meter there. Oh, yeah, dude. If you're worried about poison in your food. You can't even drink champagne? And you got to worry about karma. Like, Putin's got to worry about doorknobs having plutonium on them. No, he's the one who puts the plutonium on his enemy's doorknobs. That's how, that's uh, yeah. Karma, that's... though. You know, that's how they're going to get him. I don't know, man. He's really survived quite a while. He's an old guy now. He's been in power for a long time. You know, it kind of seems like we would just have to nuke Moscow to uh, right, take him out. Yeah. And even Did then. you ever see that thing on Castro? No. Dude, Fidel Castro survived like 47 uh, assassination attempts. By the CIA? <laughs> oh. And we're canceled. Thanks for listening, folks. Same same guys that brought you the air conditioning. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. Um, So I know that they did try many times to assassinate him, and you know him taking over really messed with our you know oil situation going on in that South America region. And so I (laughs) I I think that uh, you know. It all goes back to oil. This is the best. The United States Central Intelligence Agency made numerous unsuccessful attempts to assassinate Cuban leader Fidel Castro, but there were also attempts by Cuban exiles, in parentheses, sometimes in cooperation with the CIA. That's right. Close parentheses. We're talking coup d'etats here, people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like even So even the Cuban exiles were... Controlled by the CIA. So it was all CIA. Yeah, I gotta say, I've slowly been reading through that Bush book. Uh, I've had to drop out at times and dig into other stuff uh, just to cleanse the mental palate. But the depths to which these three-letter agency informants are, you know, intertwined throughout... (laughs) All countries, man, It when you kind of see it for what it is, you can really understand how it's possible that, you know, nine African countries seemingly simultaneously over the last 18 months had coups, and then they just, like, didn't sign on in their alliance to, like, band together and, you know, overpower the United States financially. Not even overpower. Just kind of be like, we're going to be on our own. It, it's just like so... You, like, it was literally like the United States. You could have the whole world. We're just going to be our own little own little thing over here. And they're like, no. No, they infiltrated every tiny nation, places you've never <laughs> even heard of, and completely disrupted everything they had going on there and sent them all into just militaristic turmoil.
I tell everybody, the United States military has active bases in 120 countries. Oh, it's so crazy. And everybody has the same response. I didn't know there was 120 countries. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a place called Cameroon. <laughs> you know? Guam? What's that? Yeah, we own it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I have a friend who was born in Guam. That's how long we've been there. <laughs> Crazy. Right? <laughs> yeah, he's in his 30s now. Wow, that's a great clip from Putin. I guess he said some other shit in this, uh, the stuff that was leaked from the Tucker Carlson. There, so there was a leak already. <laughs> I, I presumed there would well, it be. Got, it came out t- tonight, like a couple hours ago. Oh, it's out officially, huh? All right. Yeah. And apparently he talked a lot of shit about how Putin's not running the, or how Biden's not running the country, how, like, we have elections, but they're a joke. He said some shit a long time ago that I'll never forget about. Like, remember when they were talking about the Russia gate and everything? That's and right. He, he pretty much said uh, spending money to rig the U.S. election is the worst return on investment. Because what? the president doesn't mean anything. You can, you, you, you can elect whoever you want. The people who are actually in control never leave. Yes. Absolutely. So. It's the cabal behind the scenes, man. Like, th- this is what the tinfoil hat nutjobs have been screaming about forever, right? It's these secret organizations that are in power, man. Like, it doesn't matter who the clown is dancing on the screen in front of the podium doing the State of the Union. Okay, thanks for telling us what, what the country is like, uh, <laughs> but not telling us about the trillions of dollars going into your black market mili- you know, military gigs or whatever the hell we're doing in space. You know, like, you guys absolutely don't tell us what's going on up there. And you know what I'm saying? Like, it's absolutely, there's one group controlling the scene here and we know who it is it's the rothschilds come on right that's how it works the bankers man we're controlled by the banks dude we sold out all our gold and everything right the bankers control the world about that with with uh hitler how he kicked out the rothschilds from germany i think sometimes you remember old shows we've done from like a year ago where i bring up wild <laughs> conspiracies and you're like you're an idiot and then you hear, you know you like think about it you're like hey man you ever hear about hitler kicking out the rothschilds <laughs> <laughs> yeah of course i've heard about it it blows okay. my mind okay i got one tell me if you heard of this one i just heard it today i'm very excited did you hear the theory that uh, Macaulay McCulkin, what's that guy? Macaulay Culkin from uh, Home Alone. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin. I've never realized until this moment his name sounds incredibly fake. So fake. All right. So, but uh, that his character from Home Alone. Oh no. Grew grew up and became the guy from uh, Saw. All... He became Jigsaw. Wow. Yeah, like there's all these like clues that people went into where like he's that's that's the adult uh Kevin McCaster or something? Whatever the guy's name is. Kevin McAllister, the father. McAllister, yeah, right. the father. Uh, you ever hear about that one? Credit card? You got Oh wait, here I got it here for you. <laughs> Hang on. Credit card? You got it. 
<laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. What was that toy he was talking about? Everybody wanted it at the time. Uh, who? Uh, you know what's weird about Macaulay Culkin? And I'll give you a conspiracy theory. He did a one-year uh, tour with a band, uh, The Pizza Shop, I think it's called, or something uh, something about pizza pie. Uh, it's a, it was a, a cover band. Wait, um, The Pizza Underground. That's what it was called. And they were a cover band who covered The Velvet Underground. But all the songs were rewritten with, uh, you know, pizza puns and uh, all sorts of other uh, h- hilarious. <laughs> oh God, right. And they would wear these pizza costumes. But here, here's where it gets weird. And this is all for my conspiracy nutjobs out there. You know what I'm talking about, people. Oh, yeah, we're going Pizzagate. That's right. Macaulay Culkin, a lot of people argue, big time involved some way, maybe as a victim or whatnot in the whole pedophilia rings going on in Hollywood. What's the greatest modern pedophilia ring story of our era? The Pizzagate? Come on, dude. Mm. Little on the nose here with Macaulay going around in the pizza band right around the time we got the <clears throat> uh, Pizzagate conspiracies. That is a little crazy. Yeah, Pizza Underground. Dude, you're hilarious. And Pizza Underground, which if anyone knows the Pizzagate story, it's the Comet Ping Pong Pizza Place that allegedly had the underground lair where they participated in all their satanic rituals and allegedly John Podesta loved going there and the Clintons were uh, all about it. And But then uh, the FBI raided them. They went down and apparently the only thing they had in a basement was a tunnel full of Jews. That's Nothing <laughs> to see here, folks. Nothing to see here, folks. <laughs> it led all the way to a synagogue in Brooklyn. It was crazy. <laughs> Nothing to see. Totally normal. Still no info on those tunnels, huh? They just, uh, they swept that one under. I'm waiting for Ben Shapiro just to say the word tunnel. He has not even said the word tunnel since that one was found. Uh, He's too busy releasing rap songs, man. He's the number one hip-hop artist of the century. I know. Isn't that ridiculous? Like, you guys already have the Nobel Prize. You gotta take rap, too? I mean, (laughs) Jesus Christ. Tell me the Jews don't own everything. Well, this is a long known situation one of the number one rapped names in hip-hop is frank white and he's famous for being the jew i believe who brought nwo up to fame and he's the guy who's credited with elevating hip-hop to uh its kind of international level yeah frank white i'm not even gonna call macaulay Culkin in the band though he's playing the kazoo yeah, he wasn't really in the band, but he did some shows with them. But I think it's a little interesting, you know. Again, Pizza Underground. You got the Pizza Gate, the comic ping pong. Not that I subscribe a lot to these <laughs> wild fanatical scenarios. However, we do know about the alleged Anthony Weiner file that was seen by twelve cops, and nine of them no longer are around with us. So you know, I mean, this you know, some things going on. With the Clintons, the Podestas, the pizza, and the they use words like chicken and, you know, other phrases to allegedly describe, you know, trafficking the children <laughs> and eating them and doing satanic stuff, right? I don't think they eat them. I think there's some eating going on. Yeah, I thought they just drank the blood. Well, I think when you're doing the blood drinking, you are maybe even... 
doing some cannibalism stuff. Maybe, Maybe I'm wrong. It's like you drink a Red Bull in the morning, it makes you hungry. You're like, damn, I gotta get something in there. And know? there just isn't a 7-Eleven hot dog anywhere nearby, so you're just like, I'm gonna go for the uh, the child we're torturing. I got this arm that I'm sucking on right here. Why don't I just <laughs> take a little, take a little trunk? Well, these are demonic zombies, man. That's what we're talking about. <laughs> Dude, they even had a glockenspiel in their band. The last time you saw a glockenspiel. Macaulay Culkin's a weird guy. There's no doubt about it. I mean, the dude had sleepovers with Michael Jackson at the Neverland Ranch. Something weird going on with this guy. Mm, totally normal. There's no way you grow up to be a normal person if you had sleepovers with Michael Jackson, dude. Totally normal. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, well, we were talking about laziness earlier, and I know we got a little time here, and you brought it up, and you are psycho, and I wanted to kind of toss it out there for everybody uh, because the laziness thing has been bugging me lately here in the real world, and uh, seeing that clip earlier today kind of, you know, irked me a bit, thinking like, oh, here we go, now we're just considering, uh, you know, laziness, a genetic situation. Uh, Again, Mike, so psycho, I can't even believe you brought him up. I had this as a treat for you. Uh, I I wanted to uh, inspire people a little bit today. Dale's running, and this guy passes me in the car. It's about 100 degrees out here, 70% humidity. And the guy comes back around looks at me. He pulls his car by me and says, Why the fuck are you out here? I said, Because you're not. Sometimes your motivation needs to be because no one else wants to fucking do it. We need doctors. We need fucking lawyers. We need dentists. We need teachers. We also need fucking savages. This message I do is not for fucking everybody. Someone say that soft bullshit about, Do you have sunscreen on? This message is dangerous. It's too hot. I'm not asking you to fucking be like me. Do you. Stay hard. Oh, I got chills, man. Oh, yeah. yeah that should motivate you to do some push-ups. I'm doing yeah. them right now. I can't even breathe. This is yeah. incredible. <laughs> I feel jacked, baby. Yeah. Yeah, I, sometimes that's all you should need is the fact that nobody's doing it. I can't know? believe there's guys like this out there, and then I got to deal with all these idiots in my life who just, you know... They ate the bad burrito for the third time in a month. You know what I'm saying? I like, know. come on, man. Yeah. Come on. Anyways, I, I know. Weak-minded. It's, it's, I don't even know what to blame on it, but, like, there's just everybody's so weak-minded. It's you know? instinctual, dude. Instinctual. It's not instinctual. <laughs> uh, it's not instinctual. Uh, well, it's, either it's, way. It's cultural, <laughs> for sure. I think I found yeah. the reason for all our weakness. And you all know what it is. It's the fact that we get the cake in the circus. And this year, we're not just getting the cake. We're not just getting the circus. We're getting the swift effect. Seven-year-old Charlotte Alifi is a newcomer to football. I'm good at throwing the ball, but not catching the ball. That's the thing I'm working on. Touchdown! Just a few months ago, this Atlanta girl didn't know a down from a fumble. But then her favorite singer started showing up. Yeah, this is why up. they bring Taylor. Yeah. Mike, come on. We're talking about the 
The swift effect. <laughs> I really like to see Taylor. I'm always like, Daddy, Daddy, the Taylor Swift coming back on. <laughs> Come Sunday, a lot of girls just like her will be watching the Super Bowl for the first time. Football viewership among girls aged 12 to 17 spiked an astounding 53% at the start of the yes. season. Yes. This is why they did the Taylor Swift thing. This is why they made sure the Chiefs were in the yes, Super Bowl. Yes, dude. This like, uh, and I love how all the news articles out there are about right-wing conspiracy theorists and claiming this has to do with Joe Biden. No, it has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It's not political. No, this no, is money, no. man. They're making fucking money. Pfizer owns the NFL. Yes, dude. And, and Travis Kelsey is their baby. I promise you all, you will see a Pfizer commercial on Sunday. I guarantee it, man, at the heart of the game. Uh, Travis Kelsey, when he wins MVP, is going to thank Pfizer and Taylor, <laughs> then God. <laughs> Did you say Fauci? Oh, I'm sorry. No, yeah, right, God. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, sorry, yeah. My mistake. <laughs> he retired as God. Pushing overall NFL viewership up 7% this year over last. I had to. The Swift effect extends God. to merch, too. Man. After oh, she wore this $14 ring at the AFC. It's like everybody that's telling me, like, no, you're crazy. There's no way they rigged it so Taylor Swift would be in the Super Bowl. She raised the ratings 7%. <laughs> it's insane, dude. 7%. They're talking right now about a $14 ring. Last weekend, the boutique that sells it saw a 4,000% spike in sales. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, Jesus. what do we do? What do we do? And then the sales started, and then they just haven't stopped. Nicole Auerbach covers football for The Athletic. You people I are have... suckers, man. Dude, she wore a ring, and they couldn't stock enough, man. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't name the team in their own city, and now they can name off half the starting quarterbacks in the NFL. They're not just interested. They've gone down the rabbit holes now, too, because that's part of being a Taylor Swift fan is that you are going to become obsessed with it. And so I think that they've transferred that into football. It's they not called being a Taylor Swift fan. It's called being a moron. You, you are a moron. Did you catch what she said? God. Part of being a Taylor Swift fan is you become obsessed with it. Taylor Swift is not a psyop. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift is not a sire. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone wants the love story to last, it might be the sportscasters. Ace in love. It's love. Love's in the air. Who knew? They aren't just Swifties. They're softies, too. I think the world of this relationship. I don't know if this counts as a date, but she met his mom. And something tells me she'll be with his mom at the Super Bowl this Sunday. By the way, it's not just the Taylor fandom turning out for football. It works the other way, too. Viewership of the Grammys this weekend shot up 86% from last year. Yeah, Taylor. It is not a psyop. This was not rigged. What, what is the obsession with this human being? I, I can only assume at this point it is the daughter of that Anton LaVey Satanist guy, and, and she has been reincarnated or cloned, and there is witchcraft happening. No, it's just they shove it down your throat. It's impressive. I, I I I was like saying it the other day how like you people don't realize like like 
me, I never want to watch another football game again. I'm so like sick of like everything. I'm so pissed off at the NFL. I just I don't even want to watch a football game. Haven't watched a football game in ten years. I still know who half the fucking quarterbacks are because they shove it down your fucking <laughs> right, throat. Man. Whether you want to hear about it or not, they shove it down your throat. And then every guy in the fucking union, everywhere I go, dude, I can't tell you how many times a day somebody asked me, uh, who you got in the Super Bowl? Or like a couple of weeks ago, what do you think about this Final Four? <laughs> like, dude, all you morons, you just have nothing to talk about, so you all talk about sports. It's so stupid. It's such a waste of time and energy. I have to say my knowledge and um, kind of interest in sports lies uh, or really comes from my days working in a bar. And when you work in a bar, you cannot talk about two things, and that's religion and politics. And so what do you talk about in a bar with a bunch of drunks who are on the verge of talking about religion and politics well, you talk about sports and you keep them locked in on the yeah, but, sports but who says we can't talk about religion and politics maybe we need to start talking about religion and politics maybe we need to start talking about religion and politics so i know where you stand because it's very important where my neighbors stand when the government starts raining down their mandates over some bullshit virus ah. right? that's when it becomes very fucking important where you line up. Now, I don't give a fuck who you want to win the Super Bowl. You know what I mean? All you guys talking about this, you got guys that can repeat stats from this quarterback's college days, <laughs> but right, they man. don't even know who the representative is in Congress. Great call, dude. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, it, dude. It, 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 Travis Kelsey is not going to help you when they start raining down their authoritarianism on you. Well, you know, fortunately, we're in a better place now than we were in, let's say, 2020, where we don't need anybody to proclaim out loud their politics or religious affiliation. Now, we just take a look at whoever's wearing the mask when the government says so. Yeah, but a lot of people took that Nazi uh, flag off, you know? They did. That's right. There's a lot of fucking Nazis walking around us without their masks on, and you can't tell. I you saw know? something, uh, some sort of... Are we still doing tweets? Are they X's? Did we figure out what we're doing when we're uh, yeah, X'ing? I don't think he ever gave that a new name. It's funny, yeah. Are we hinging on Elon to declare what we're doing, or are we just still tweeting? That's a tough one. Nobody's. That's what nobody's been able to master. Is like truth. Am I truthing? Yeah, and, and nobody truths except for Donald Trump, from what I understand. I never see anybody yeah. getting quoted. What was on that the other truth. one? Well, there was threads. Oh, fuck threads. Threads. Another one. The, the oh, other conservative one. Oh well, we had uh, my favorite, which was Jive, for all the. Uh, <laughs> Hey, what happened to Jive, man? Come on, dude. How did we how do we still not have Jive? It's such a great idea for an app, man. Still no Jive. What was that black one? It was such a stupid name. I can never it was like curtains or something. Yeah, what unfortunately it? it wasn't Jive. Otherwise we'd all be on Jive right now. Or at least you and I'd be trying to get on Jive. I would at least want to be like a silent viewer. Like wouldn't Imbram X Kendi prefer to be, you know, jiving out this and, you know, did you hear what 
Ibram X. Kendi jived the other day. Yeah, you're right. It's got a real nice ring to it. Maybe I could understand <laughs> shit that guy was saying, but he was jiving. He was jiving, you know? man. <laughs> never interrupt a man when he's jiving. <laughs> oh, we never got jive. You were thinking of Gitter. Gitter, wow. What happened to Gitter? Yeah. Oh, Truth. Once Truth Social came out, that was it. That was it for Gitter. So, Everybody that was on Getter was on Getter ho- hoping to talk to Donald Trump. Right. Yeah, but it's not even Donald Trump, really, is it? Oh, I think he's tweeting. I think he's on Twitter, probably on some phantom account. He probably grabs oh, I mean, one. He's, no, it's, it's him truthing. <laughs> he's truthing out there. Yeah, he's, he needs to be out there, and he's got that financial stake in truth, so he, he should be truthing all the time, right? Yeah. He's probably waiting to win the presidency, and then he'll get back on the X. Formerly known as Twitter. Don Jr.'s out there. Where? On the you X? See, you seen Baron? You see that picture of them walking? Dude, Baron is six foot eight. Fucking huge. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And he looks a lot like Trump. Yeah, he, he has like the walk. His face, too. Like, he's a gigantic Donald. Uh, he's going to be president someday. He, it, Dude, you, I thought that immediately when I was looking at the picture. I'm like, that guy's going to be president. He might be the first king. He could be the Antichrist we've been warned about. Who knows? <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, oh, yeah, man. Well, we've hit that point, Mike. Wow. Are we at that hour? Yeah, it's the fastest hour <sighs> in the universe. I'm not sure if you know this or not. But uh, it flies by. We must have sped up that rotate. Or if we're not, well, if we're flat, we're not rotating. <laughs> huh. It's like a speed dial. I did. Uh, I meant to send it to you on Twitter the other day. There was a lot of talk of the moon being flat. Really? <laughs> Somebody, it was like a flat uh, Earth thing, and then some guy pointed out, like, "Nah, you're wrong." But the moon is flat, and it was flat moon theory, man. People that are coming around. Wow. If I end up being right about flat moon theory, everybody be afraid. Be very afraid about what is coming your way. We uh we are in scary times. Right, but you're getting more and more people to believe you. So might be on on the verge of cult leader, actually. Well, you know, if if we there's the firmament and it separates the water above and the water below, and you have the great lights, you've got these lights floating in the water and you know, the moon maybe's dipping in and out of the water, and that's why you get the crescent moon. God, there's so much wrong with it. Well, it's but the it. fastest hour in the universe, folks. Uh, I don't know if you heard that or not, but... <laughs> I smoke a lot of weed. <laughs> I like where your head's at.